Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Whatever answers we come up with to gun violence, war, famine, pollution, whatever answers we come up with in content, a context of mediocrity is not going to be able to see it through. Hasn't happened yet. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Are you doing the best that you can? What if I gave you a million dollars to do better? Were you still doing the best that you could? Or does your best suddenly change? The more aware you are of your discipline and engagement, the more difficult it is to accept the excuse that you're, quote, doing the best that you can. Most people naturally look to mitigate challenge, striving to do the minimum required to get by. But we only improve when we embrace challenges, acknowledging that we have the potential to grow. So I want you to challenge yourself today. And then I want you to challenge the people you manage. It won't be comfortable for anyone, but the continuation of the human race depends on us transcending mediocrity. And listen up. We've got a brand new live course starting January 10th, 2019, and it's a good one, so I don't want you to miss out. It's called Managing with Inquiry, Create Powerful Change Through Radical Acceptance. If you've tried on the teachings of Clear and Open even just a tiny bit, you already know the real power is not in doing, but in undoing. In this new 11-week course, I'll be teaching you how to use the power of questioning yourself to create radical change. When you have the guts to look in the mirror, I mean really, really look, you can completely undo the limiting beliefs, negative patterns, and untrue but destructive assumptions that are holding you back and fast. I'm extra excited about this new course because I'm changing things up a bit and making this one a very hands-on workshop. You're going to get the kind of attention usually only my one-on-one clients get at a fraction of the cost. Each week, I'll work with people individually toward the benefit of the whole group. It's a great way to learn. And you're going to learn how to use inquiry with others so you can uncover the power of your colleagues and employees as well. It really does work. I'm predicting this will be the most powerful course I've ever taught because of the results I've seen in trying this model with my clients and certainly with myself. You're going to learn how to free up energy, time, and focus by being more in reality than you've ever realized and less in stress, anxiety, and overwhelm that you're going to learn you've been making up. Imagine a life where whenever you feel stressed out or upset, you know you're just a few deep questions away from it all disappearing. If that's something you desire, then this course is for you. Find out more at clearandopen.com slash inquiry. That's clearandopen.com slash inquiry inquiry. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. I will say things and I will ask you to do things that will challenge you. Embrace that challenge. Be curious about that challenge. What's challenging about this? I'm not wanting to do this assignment. Oh, okay. Why? How interesting. Because that resistance or even that subtle, I don't know what, hmm, a sort of listing away. Sometimes you feel it as, oh, just make something else important. I'll do that later. Procrastination is how it can show up. 
that's information. And if you're holding yourself accountable, then procrastination is like someone handing you gold. Because procrastination is telling you something is amiss in your system. You're putting it off. Why? Don't you want the result? Maybe you really don't. Right? Maybe you don't. Maybe you're not as committed as you thought. You know, because fundamentally, actions tell the story of who you are and what you value. So a really powerful inquiry to have in your life in general, and certainly in this course, is what are your actions saying you're committed to? What are your actions saying you're committed to? Forget about what you tell yourself. Forget about your actions yesterday. What's your action right now? And when you feel procrastination or you look at an assignment that I give you and you go, I'll skip this one, I'm busy. What does that action say about you and your commitment? And I'm not saying you have to do every assignment and it's not about that. It's just about thinking critically about it and there being a pause, a space. That's meta space. That's one way to call that. Meta space is it's like a time-space mode in which you realize you have a choice about your choices. That's what meta space is. It's the space in which the choice happens. And if you realize that that space in some way is you, and because normally when we procrastinate stuff, you know, it just kind of happens. I love when people use that kind of phrase. You know, it just happened. Well, I meant to do it yesterday. Well, what happened? Oh, it just kind of got put off. It got put off? Help me understand what, how did that happen? The book report you were supposed to do that wasn't done yet got up and walked away <laughs> so that you couldn't do it. What, what happened? It just, and th- th- those kinds of phrases that we use that are totally accepted in our society are designed exactly to fill that meta space with an excuse. Those passive voice statements. Yes. Yes. The passive, I forget what that author called it, the passive excusative. I think that's what one guy called it in an article I read on one of the webcasts a while back. Yeah, watch Mist- out for that. Mistakes were made is one of my... Mistakes were made, absolutely. Uh. Passive voice. And were some people going to go to jail for that? Were there going to be some consequences? Well, certainly mistakes were made. Who? What? When you've told me nothing, I mean that's the barest amount of information, right? And that's uh, a government officials' best line, you know, because God forbid they be held accountable and you know lose the next election. And but really, the 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 guiltier parties are uh, the journalists and the people who vote for such people. Because anybody who says the phrase mistakes were made is just trumpeted a big announcement about their lack of accountability. They should never be allowed to run again unless they come with a retraction and an explanation of what really happened. The same thing you see in the newspaper all the time. White House officials say, well, who? Who said that? Did, how many of them said it? Was it like a chorus? Did they all say it together? <laughs> it's absurd. 
But you imagine they'll say, okay, well, I can say on the record, but you can't name me. And then they give them the quote. And then the journalist says, okay. That's accountability in our world. It's weakening and on its way to dying. I would chime in, but then I can see that it's a mirror to me. That's, that's embarrassing. Well, yes, certainly there are... Uh, anytime something triggers you uh, in any sense in, in the world, but certainly in the realms of accountability, when you see people who are being irresponsible or out of integrity, the, the responsible thing to do in that moment is to say, how is that me too? How am I that also? Even if it's just that I used to be like that. And the reason for that, I think, the primary one is so that you can find compassion. So if you've got disengaged employees who are way less responsible than you are, and a lot of you I know do, certainly you were like that once too, right? Even if you have to go back to being 16 years old. And then remember that. Remember what it was like. And then consider that maybe this person's never had a job where they were really held accountable. And so you're going to hold that high standard with them, but you're going to do it from a place of, well, they don't know any better. Forgive them, they know not what they do. Forgive them, they know not what they do, in my mind, doesn't mean let them off the hook. It means, you know, have a moment of compassion that they don't realize what they're doing. And do whatever you can to start to wake them up. You know, it's the yin and the yang, the carrot and the stick. But you always start from a place of compassion. My parents let me do pretty much whatever I want. I had to teach self-discipline to myself. So I have a lot of compassion for people who are undisciplined. What I don't have compassion for is when people see they're undisciplined, know they're undisciplined, see how it's causing problems in their life, and then still do nothing about it. I still have compassion for that, but I'm not going to be showing a whole lot of it. (laughs) You know, see the accountability dial course for more on turning the heat up. You know, speaking of Brene Brown, you, you brought up Brene Brown. There, I was listening to an audio book on, with her. I think it's called Rising Strong. Uh-huh. She, she talks about that where she never thought that people were doing the best they could. You know, with, and, and I got, it really hit me because that's the way I think about my employees. And I never give them the bit of the bow that this, they're doing the best they can. Yep. No. And it's, that's a, I mean, I think I wrote a whole article about that or I did a podcast about it. That's a, there's two edges to that, like a blade has two sides to it. In any given moment, people are doing the best they can, but offer them $500 million to do better. And look what happens. Mm-hmm. They thought they were doing the best they can, but suddenly now they're doing better. So you see, they're doing the best they can and they're not doing the best that they can. Mm-hmm. That's how to hold it. Because like you said, when, especially when, it's, when the realizations or the awareness comes and they choose not to, they're not doing the best they can. Right, exactly. So it's sort of like there's a continuum of the more awareness there is, the less you can accept I'm doing the best that I can. Mm-hmm. 
because anyone who's really paying attention and cares can make incremental progress in anything. I simply don't believe otherwise. And I'm doing the best that I can is, of course, one of the best excuses there is. It's the cousin of good intentions. But I'm trying so hard. I'm doing the best I can. Okay, if I gave you a million dollars to produce this result, what would you do? Well, I'd you know, hire help or I'd spend all night researching. Okay, then I guess you're not doing the best that you can. And you don't get the million dollars. <laughs> you get to rediscover your own potential. So at one point that I didn't finish from a while back, I just remembered... Usually, usually it comes back, is that the, one of the cruxes of the issue is that people generally want to do the minimum to get by. And this is an efficiency thing. The human body does this, right? If you go to the gym and you lift 10-ounce weights, you're not going to get stronger. Why? Because you have not communicated to the body that it's not strong enough for the task at hand. You have to lift weight it's sufficiently heavy. So the body goes, oh, we need to get stronger because you know, so-and-so wants to lift these heavy things. I don't know why he's doing it or she's doing it, but we got to do that. So, But that's work. And you can train yourself to enjoy that. But in the beginning, anybody remember the first time they ever moved weights around? You feel like you got hit by a car the next day, the next couple of days. Right? And you wonder how you're ever going to go back. Remember when your triceps are so sore, you can't even put your own seatbelt on because the, the tricep extension is hurting so much? That's how it is in the beginning. right? But you choose it. You choose it. Well, some people don't exercise. They're not choosing it. And some people, by the same token, will not challenge themselves in a work environment. They may say they will, or are, because it's, that's what you're supposed to do, right? It's part of our culture. Challenges are good, right? We know we're supposed to talk like that. So self-help and personal growth and personal power and excellence are very hip these days. And when something is hip, it means 80% of the people talking about it are full of it. And the other 20%, maybe, sometimes it seems like 1%, are actually doing it. So a manager these days has an extra level of effort to bring to people. And that is to cut through the BS of when they say, oh yeah, I'm committed to getting better. I want to get better. What do their actions show? Are they spending extra time honing their skills? Are they asking you for books they should read about, you know, to get better at something? Are they pulling you aside and asking hard questions? Are they asking to be challenged more? If they're not doing any of those things, then they're just telling a nice story about their commitment, not actually being committed. You ever have a moment where you're thinking about doing something hard, like maybe it's meditating or exercise, and you think about it for a while, and then you, some, some part of you says, well, I've thought about it for a while. I feel like I accomplished something, and I don't need to do it now. Right? We all have that voice that thinks somehow that talking about it or thinking about it or just having the good intention is somehow similar to actually doing the thing. 
And that's what you're managing. You're, you're, because leaders by definition, all of you, have something in you that wants to do better and doesn't need someone looking over your shoulder to make sure it happens. This is the easiest thing to project onto other people and think they're like you in that way. They're not. If you're a leader, it's really not a matter of whether or not you're projecting your hunger for excellence onto your people. You are. It just happens. And you've got the slow, painful road sometimes of coming back down into reality and go, wow, these people have no idea what continuous improvement looks like, what excellence is. They, they don't see how it's in their self-interest. They, don't, they won't push themselves. Yeah, that's right. They weren't born with it like you were or didn't have whatever experience you have where you learned from it. And guess what? They need you to learn that. And they're not going to ask for it. And when you give it to them, they're going to complain. And they're going to kick and scream and whine. But eventually, they will love you for it. And that's the thing People won't say. They won't say, will you make, will you raise the bar on me every week so I can become the best possible human being, the best craftsman, dry cleaner, presser, whatever, uh, uh, remodeler? Will you make me the best I possibly can be and subject me to embarrassment and discomfort and difficulty so that I can become the best I can be? Who asked for that? Gone are those days where People will say, I'll cut off my arm to be your student. Gone are those days. And you are the leaders of bringing that forward, bringing that back. I literally think the human race depends on it. Because whatever answers we come up with to gun violence, war, famine, pollution, whatever answers we come up with in content, a context of mediocrity is not going to be able to see it through. Hasn't happened yet. I mean, it would be great. Suddenly, you know, BLT sandwiches start growing on trees and the water cleans itself and the aliens come and bring a bunch of oxygen for our atmosphere. I don't, it would be terrific, right? But let's not count on it, huh? Okay, so... Uh, your assignment. Oh, and so there is an online version of this course. It's sort of a shell to hold the recordings and any supplemental stuff that I add to it uh, will also be where the assignment is. So you find it at courses.clearandopen.com and uh, you'll find it there uh, called Accountability Metrics, Money and Shame. And the assignment that will, I think it's already up there, is review the syllabus for the course. The link is in there. And think carefully about exactly what you want to get out of this course. And don't say, I want to become a better manager. I want to be a better person. No, that's cliche, vague stuff. Get really specific about it. What do you want to get? Take some time to write some of your goals out and commit to fully engaging in the course. Or if for whatever reason you can't, commit to by how and when you will fully engage. That's fine. Just be honest. All right. I'm committed to ending on time. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next week. If you have questions, you can always email me. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. 
Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.